What is up, Podheads? Back with another episode of the Podio Slate Podcast. My name is Tony. I am joined by Anthony for just about, actually, yeah, 200 episodes. We're at number 200 today, which is fucking crazy, isn't it, man? It is crazy. I was waiting for you to ask uh, how I was doing. No, I, I know how you're doing. Amazing, because we're doing this again. Top of the world, baby. Top of the world. 200. This is 200. You know, we always say, like, what, are, what were our expectations when we started this three, four years ago, whatever? I don't know if I had any expectations, but I, if I was a betting man, which I am, I would not have guessed that we'd last to 200. Because a lot has to go right. You still have to love it. You still have to have things to talk about. And I, I feel like, I mean, I still love it. There's still bands we have still not talked about on this podcast that we love. There's genres we haven't even scratched. Mm -hmm. There's albums we haven't talked about. There's friends we haven't pulled in. I think we can go another 200, is what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, we're not done. And, uh, and there'll be more music to come out and things to promote and tours to, to go see and albums to review and listen to. And, and you know, I... I would not have thought we'd have gotten to this point, you know, almost four years in, 200 episodes in. It's definitely amazing that it's still happening, and I I love it. I want to keep doing it every day. Uh, there isn't a day that goes by that I'm not like, hmm, that'd be fun for this. This would be a good thing to do in the podcast. Let's think about, you know, this person or whatever. It's always kind of top of mind because it's, you know, it's it's the passion project. It's It's the fun thing that we get to do, as Nate says, every week. Well, you're right. It is a bit of a paradigm paradigm shift where you do think about things different. You're like, when I hear a song at the grocery store, I'm like, well, who sings that? And do we need to talk to them? And the answer is typically in the grocery store, it's yeah. no. Right. But then it's like, you know, I see reunion tours. I, I see 20-year anniversary albums. I see all this stuff. And I'm like, all right, I remember at one point I loved this album, and I still do. Let's dig into it. Or, you know, let's you know, that story intrigues me, or how'd they sign here? Why'd they sign here? Uh, I remember loving that band. I remember hating that band. Mm -hmm. That hasn't happened. We haven't talked to anyone that we've hated. <laughs> no, we've, we've kept it really positive on this podcast for, for many reasons. It's, there's enough negativity in the world, and yeah, we could go the gotcha route and the negativity route and the, all the bad things that are around going on right now, but it, it isn't fun for us to do that. And you can get that at other places. You don't need that from us. This is no. a place to come and listen and talk about music. Uh, listen to uh, us talk with, you know, artists who have made said music. Uh, like tonight, we got Tucker Rule back again to talk 20 years plus of war all the time. Man, just so awesome. <laughs> I, I can't. He is one of the nicest guys in rock, and we were told that by other guests that we've had on the podcast. You know, one of the coolest guys in rock. Brian Fair told us he's one of the coolest guys in rock, and he absolutely is, and tonight was no, no different. I remember feeling that same thing. When we chatted with him December 2021, you know, we've been, if you listen to the first episode, we're Legacy Thursday fans from 2000, I think it was 2001. Yeah, it was mm -hmm. hearing, yep. probably understanding on a comp or on MTV2, whatever it was. And we had that conversation about Full Collapse. And I remember leaving that conversation being a bigger fan. Mm -hmm. And that, like that to me is what it's all about. Like it, it's, it's he's, he's down to chat. He's down to give you the how and the why, as we always say. And then for this 200, we were like, let's make it special. Let's, let's, let's think of a guest that either we've chatted with that would come back 
or someone we haven't chatted with that would be really special and um we're all the time is when this comes out it it'll be 21 right it, yeah it came well out. 20 and, and some change right it was september of 03 so this is coming out in january of 2024 so it's a little over 20 years old but it's the sentiment is the same right we're talking about 20 years past and and uh they're going on tour for it which we talk about a little bit too at the end of the episode so it's crazy that it's that old it's crazy that this album happened and all of the things that tucker's going to get into with us here shortly are, are really cool and, and interesting and uh, there's some stuff there that hasn't been talked about which is cool and that's the thing is if you're a thursday fan i'm gonna put this out there you will like thursday and this record more after listening to tucker's perspective and stories um, and that's coming from someone who loves this record like as i say in a lot of episodes we could be talking about any album we chose to talk about this one we love it we've loved it since 2003 we pre-ordered it we got it the day it came out tucker has enhanced that experience and i'll say this if this is your first episode as a result of tucker thank you if you've listened to any of the last 200 thank you if you've listened to a few and you're back thank you we do this because we love it if anyone wants to tune in that's gravy that's icing on the cake hell yeah anybody out there that has that spent any time with patio slaver anthony myself and and nate and all the friends surrounding us uh we we truly appreciate that so yeah uh really cool stuff and you know hopefully here's to 200 more long live patio slave and long live thursday and tucker rule right now baby tucker rule round two you're back yes redemption Redem <laughs> the real question is do you remember the first time do you remember your first time <laughs> <laughs> i mean no but yes of course. <laughs> you've done enough press i'm sure it's it all kind of melts together but yeah we it was one of our favorite conversations having you uh, a couple couple years ago now to talk 20 years of full collapse and we were like in the moment we i think we asked you if you do we're all the time with us and i'm like oh, let's let's see if you actually will and you were you were quick to say yes man and we we are super appreciative of that so the answer is yes i do remember that's why i was so quick to respond there we nice. go <laughs> nice that makes me a little ego boost i appreciate that <laughs> so i looked because i my memory sucks we chatted with you back december 2021 and tucker there was no mention of ellis dunes in that combo so you were cooking that up but you didn't want to you didn't want to release it on the pod. You didn't want to announce it. I mean, where <laughs> I get that. It was hard to not talk about because it was full, fully in the mix. You know what I mean? Like we were, it was, I was putting all my time and energy into that. So it was just, you know, it was really hard to not talk about it, but I was a good boy and I did not. <laughs> we, we can appreciate that. And uh, we're, I mean, it's awesome. It's, it's been fun to see that happen. You guys tour, put music out, put extras out, put demos out. It's it's been pretty cool, man. Thanks, man. It's it's been a lot of fun. It's it's a labor of love, and you know it's you know this is what I wanted to do. You know I love Thursday and I love this band. It's it's it just I want to be busy and I want to play music and I want to play with my friends and I get to do all that as a job and as a hobby and as a passion. So it's it's I I feel really 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 fucking lucky. Who who initiated that LS Dunes? Because you know, like there was a text or there was a you know DM or something that initiated it. That was me. I mean, I I kind of I kind of wanted to, I wanted to do something over the pandemic. You know what I mean? I felt like the music industry was going to die. You know, and and 
we didn't know for how long. And I just thought that this was a good time to keep our skills sharp. You know what I mean? I really, I, I, I enjoy the process of writing music. I enjoy the process of memorizing the parts, you know what I mean? And, and kind of putting it together in my head as I sleep and wake up in the morning and lay down a drum track. You know what I mean? I, I just, I, I feel like you need to keep that skill sharp. So I wanted to write music and, you know, I, I did the band with Frank, uh, the uh, Frank Iron, the Future Violence, and we just worked so well together. Um, and I've known him for 125 years. So it's <laughs> an actual thing. And then Tim, of course, uh, Tim Payne, our bass player, Thursday's bass player, LS Dunes bass player, uh, is, is just one of the best musicians I've ever played with and certainly the best bass player, you know, and, and Travis lives up the road. So he's, he's like the stuff he does with Kobe is ridiculous. He's a ridiculous guitar player. He's just got, he's just got great music taste, you know, and he's a wonderful human being. And then of course, Anthony, you know what I mean? It's like, I just, I just really wanted to do a band with all these people separately, you know, and then to have them all together in one band has been like a real dream come true. And it also, you know, it, it, it keeps you again talking about keeping sharp you know these people are monster players so you know i feel like i have to step up my game to play with these people well it's kind of like uh in sports you know there's super teams you know super groups like is there enough basketball to go around it's you know that type of thing but totally. it's, i mean the end product has been great like like tony said we've been following it we love it portland maine you know if you ever want to come up here we we know some people hell yeah and you've had no trouble finding your way to Portland in the past. I think we saw you not long after, yeah, not long after we talked with you. I think you were in Maine late December, uh, early January of 2022. So yes, uh, doing the the full collapse kind of tour across the Northeast yeah. in the in the COVID soup as we've, <laughs> yeah. I think we all got sick <laughs> right around that time. But uh, man, that was an awesome show, and and it was cool to see you and follow along with what you're doing from then to now and to be able to talk to you again about uh, all the, the projects and all the things happening around Thursday and LS Dunes. Hell yeah. Thank you. Tucker, you ready to time travel? Let's go. Because we got, we got a time machine, baby. And, and you're, you're the experiment. Right? November 5th, 1955? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's go back. Wow. That's, that's almost my mom's birthday. So early 2000s, full collapse. We talked about it in the previous episode. Pops off brought you guys to new heights that was the era that i you know i we tony and i got into you guys you continue it with five stories falling signed to island let's talk right at that point you're signing to island did 22 23 year old tucker see any of that happening up to that point because obviously you kept going to new heights after that but to that point it's like not many bands get there no, not, I mean, not at all. I mean, you know, I think I told you this on, on the first the first episode uh, that we started this band just to play in Jeff's basement, you know, and, and again, for, for those of who you didn't hear the first one, we Jeff, our singer, Jeff Rickley, had a, a basement in New Brunswick where he would put on shows and the, the price to get in was like five dollars. And if you did a can of soup, it was four dollars or something like that. I can't remember. and he had everybody from Hot Water Music to At The Drive-In, Saves a Day, you, you name it, all the bands that were touring would come through and play this tiny basement. And uh, we just wanted to start a band to play in the basement. And that was Thursday. And we never thought that we would do anything other than play in the basement. You know, so it was, everything has been a shock. Even to this day, it's still like, you know, when I get to tell people that like, oh yeah, like, I'm a professional 
who are a musician. They're like, oh, you, you play locally? I'm like, yes, for fuck's sake, I play. <laughs> and no, your cousin's fucking cover band. There you go. That's great. Yeah. We, and we've heard, obviously, with that story. We talked to you uh, on episode, I think it's 92. So if you haven't listened, if you're here for Tucker, go back and listen to 92. It's a fun uh, trip down memory lane for Full Collapse. But tonight we're doing War All the Time. And it's wild that that happened. Like in so many different uh, forms and fashions. It's wild that you guys got to Island. You guys got to the major label. And were able to kind of still be Thursday. Because listen to that record this week in prep to talk to you again. I'm like, this doesn't sound like a ton changed. But you were able to do the Thursday thing. Uh, even though you went, you know, major label and had it, there was it didn't feel like there's a lot of tinkering. I guess is my my uh, punchline there. No, you, and you're right about that. And it, it was it was really scary because that was along the time where people were very quickly wanting to throw out the world sell out, sell out, sell out this, sell out that. You know what I mean? We're, you know, they don't realize that we were making music for a living, trying to make a living making music. You know what I mean? And when full collapse took off it started to take like the band took over our entire lives and all of our time. So, you know, when you're out there touring seven, eight months out of the year as a 23 year old kid, you got to be making money too. You know what I mean? Like, so to sign to Island, we were very scared that people were going to throw out the word sell out and, and we were going to lose people that, that had the band in their back pocket. You know what I mean? Cause we are that band. We want, we like being that band in people's back pockets, but we also like being the band that like can go tour with, sick of it all one day and then be on tour with you know i don't know rival schools the next you know what i mean like we pride ourselves on doing that so it was a very it was very scary to go to a major label and 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 make a record that was still us you know what i mean like we knew what we wanted to do but we were afraid we were going to get pressured by the powers that be to to make a single you know what i mean and to, to like you know actually do the sellout thing but you know we didn't we stayed we stayed true and and you know it turned out turned out okay were you surprised major labels took interest from the jump because if you look at the island roster i think a little changed in in early 2000s but up to that point like were you surprised that people were interested in thursday at that level i was but i i wasn't surprised because i knew that our genre was the big thing the next big thing back then so all these major labels were trying to sign you know the used and then thrice and then thursday so i remember at, at one point it was like oh the use is like uh motley crew and and you guys <laughs> you know leopard or some shit and thrice is guns and roses you know that's what that's the kind of shit that people were saying to us so it was really wild and and you know do i think they were interested in thursday just because of thursday no i, I don't think that like looking back i think that it was a genre of music that we were kind of in the uh, in the forefront of that they were looking to snatch up, you know, they were trying to grab the genre. And, and that makes sense. Obviously, around that time, there was some money thrown around at that genre, but there had to be some talent, too. So you guys are obviously, we're huge fans. We've been listening for 20 plus years. And I think if you clicked on this episode, you're probably in that camp. But you guys, you weren't just, you know, this kind of sellout, this, this, let's pull another similar sounding band in. No, there's there's some depth there, and, and this record, I think, certainly shows that uh, in listening to, back to it a ton this week. So it took, what, two months? Bulk, the bulk of the album, you guys wrote it for, in about two months long sessions. It took some time, right? Yeah, it took some time. And then I, we were, 
we were in the studio for a long time too. You know, the, the, the making the record actually took a really long time because we did two separate sessions, you know what I mean? Because there were songs that were missing on the record that we thought were missing, you know, like it was, it, you know, I think when we went back to record uh, the, for the second time, we, we kind of got Division Street out of that session and we got Signals Over the Air out of that session. And those, I feel like, are two pillars of that record. You know, without those two songs, I feel like the record is just, it's, it's missing something. It took a long time and it was a lot of hard work and the writing sessions were difficult because it was like showing up for a job. You know what I mean? And, and that's, you're not supposed to do that when you're making art. You're supposed to show up when you're feeling creative, you know what I mean? And, and do things when you're, when you're struck with, with that creative lightning bolt, you know what I mean? But here we were just, we were like, we had all these ideas swimming around, but we were trying to like get them all into one, you know, concise idea. And it was, it was tough. It was tough and it was, it was a lot of fun, but man, it was, it was, it was work. Well, cause I, I think it was in the, I mean, you, you've, you've obviously read sellout the book, the Dan Ozzy book. Yeah. It, he mentions that, and I'm sure he fact checked this with you guys and just assume, but nine takes on drums across three different drum kits, three, three takes across, uh, you know, three perfect takes on each. You're probably exhausted. And that's probably like, how does that compare to the full collapse sessions? So, you know, it's weird because full collapse, I had fucking strep throat. Oh, wow. Feel real sick. Like, I remember, like, there were more wrappers of cough drops on the floor than there were shards from dick. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen a drum carpet after a recording session, but it's all pieces of stick, you know, but mine was like all wrap. <laughs> wow. I'm laughing with you, not at you. <laughs> no, I know. Hey, you do both. I don't mind. It, you know, that's that was I that was a stamp in history. And I, I love telling that story because it, it zaps me back through my like I remember the night before recording Full Collapse, just being in a bar in the Lower East Side, a bar called 7B, which was called Bazax, with our producer Sal, and I, I just started feeling real scratchy. And I'm sitting at the bar and I wasn't even drinking. I was just just sitting there like, man, I feel like I'm getting sick. And the next day I woke up full blown strep throat. But anyway, war all the time. <laughs> right i i it was crazy and like you know i i was in decent shape you know i felt like i could i could play multiple takes but it, the 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 anguish was more mental you know what i mean it was it was it's hard enough to get a quote-unquote one perfect take that lasts a lifetime but getting three perfect takes for each song you know and i i, I say perfect with with these air quotes because nothing is ever perfect you know what i mean it's it's right. you, as as close to humanly acceptable for me and for the producer that that's that's what i that's what i did and it was gnarly man it was it was really gnarly because you get one under your belt you kind of get confident you know what i mean but then all of a sudden you start getting a little fatigued and then your brain starts playing tricks on you and you're you're under the gun because you want to get it done because i'm the first one to go so if i take a week that's a long time you know what mm -hmm. i mean i'm trying to get it done in a day you know what i mean so i can give my band the time to to put the sprinkles on the on the on the cake you know what i mean to put the fondant on so yeah it, it was gnarly man and the mental the mental anguish is the craziest mm -hmm. uh but i'm really glad i did it and and another crazy thing about the recording of war all the time is that i did it with no music wow it's just a click wow. track i didn't i memorized the songs so much that i i just went in because my band would, you know, somebody would play a little be behind the click. Somebody would play a little ahead. And I, I was just like, this is driving me fucking crazy. Everyone out. <laughs> I'm just going to play the song by myself. So I just, it was me versus the click, which is, it's not a very fun process. Was there anything from 
this kind of this process where you did a lot of takes and you spent a lot of time trying to get perfection for each track that you took from it and continued to use today or is it that was we did it that one way one time i'm not doing it that way again i mean i definitely did it that way and and i i don't know that i would want to do that again just because i feel like and i and i don't think this happened with all the time i think the record has feel and i think it's got all the elements that that it needed to have but i definitely feel like if I were to do this again and again and again and practice just playing to a click by myself, it would get very mechanical and lose feeling. You know what I mean? Like I was still young back then. I still had that nervous energy. I was still fucking pissed off, like pissed off hardcore punk kid. So I was, you know, I was playing on the click, but I was, I was meandering around it a little bit. I, I just feel like when, when you become a slave to it, to a, to a point where you're trying to get like perfectly square beats, you know what I mean? Like, I just don't, I think that that, it could have lost feeling. So would I do it again? If I had to, if a producer asked me to, you know what I mean? If it was for a pop gig or something like that? Yeah, probably. But it wasn't my favorite thing to do. So pretty extensive. I think it was like two and a half weeks for your drums, six months to record, a lot of experimenting, a lot of maybe overanalyzing, like long drawn out sessions. Was there ever a time where you were like, guys, this isn't what we started. Like, this is so far from Jeff's basement. Was there any of that? Like, you start sprinkling in, like, you know, first week projections and major labels and all that. Was there any of that? No, I mean, I can't speak for the other guys, but for me, I like that stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I want to progress. I want to, I want, you know, I wanted the band to move forward. I wanted this to become my job. You know, I wanted to go on tour with the fighters. You know what I mean? Like, I wanted all that stuff. I didn't want to be like a rock star. Like, I don't, I don't know what that is, you know, or what that is made up of, but I, I definitely wanted to show people that like the choice that I made in life was a good choice and that I could live, live by it and, and be proud of it. And the major label thing was just the way to, to keep doing it. You know what I mean? Because I, you know, at that time there wasn't a way to really, that was the only place we could go to, to remain being a band. And, you know, I wanted to make the best of that you know, if that's what we had to do. And it turned out to be a, a good thing. We loved everybody who we signed with and, you know, everybody's really kind to us. I still talk to some of these people today, you know, like Eric Wong, who we worked with, he got me the, the, the job playing for the boy band, which is crazy. And that was a huge part of my career after Thursday was, was, was playing for this boy band that, that kept my career moving forward. You know, even though I wasn't with my band, you know, I was still playing music and still in front of people and still getting experiences, still learning. And, you know, and still being able to take a back seat to to the actual stars in front of me. You know what I mean? One well, allows you a connection, right? I mean, you're on the, the major. It gets you in the, you know, in the mouths of some other people that maybe you didn't get a chance to talk to or know. Or, and, and that puts you, you know, with a boy band, which is wild. Like, who, yeah. you definitely didn't think you were, I would imagine you didn't think you were going to get there, you know, starting no. your basement. So, no. but amazing you were able to right you get to keep doing what you love and what you want to do and uh and without kind of this happening the way it did you probably wouldn't have gotten there exactly you know and i, I love playing drums man i love i love the nuts and bolts of the drum i could tell you everything about every drum kit i have you know what i mean like i enjoy that shit i'm like a gear nerd you know when it comes to that and and if i have to play a pop song i'll play a pop song if i have to play the hardest thursday song there is i'll play it you know what i mean i love it so writing process, you have that 
we'll call it the second writing session in like Division Street and I think Signals and this song come out of that. Was Signals always the clear sing- single? I think I think so. I think so because I feel like that was the thing that was missing was a song that the label could use as a lead track. And and I say lead track because we we were we were a hardcore band. You know what I mean? Like we didn't really know how to write a single or what that really meant at the time you know so to write a song like that like and th- and that song was like kicking around that riff was kicking around during the session you know what i mean it wasn't like we someone's like oh we got to write a single like let's think of this riff that was the, it was there just we just didn't tackle it you know and and then when we knew we needed a you know a, a sort of lead song you know that's the one we chose to go to and it's it's still kind of a fan favorite today you know and it's definitely not a heavy song it's you know but it still is thursday but it's it's i'm i'm really proud of that that song oh totally and it's catchy as hell i mean that riff is awesome and i bet a lot of people i know actually a friend of mine josh who um i work with i told him we were talking to you tonight he went to the show with us a couple of years ago i think that is was his introduction to you guys cuz he's a little younger than we are so he doesn't he didn't have full collapse in high school like we did so uh he was very very much into war all the time and then went back backwards to the other stuff but yeah so you, you know you you snag some people that way too for sure which is which is part of it you know what i mean like you know everybody wants to kind of be known whether it's a household name or not you know what i mean you still you still need to do things that get you like like for example cross out the eyes on the victory sampler you know that was a lot of people's gateway to thursday too you know what i mean it wasn't just understanding in a car crash being on tv it was cross out the eyes being on this fucking sampler that got passed out of warp door shit like that you know what i mean like you, you need that song to get heard and if you want to play music for a living and you want to move forward you know and keep doing it you have to be heard somehow you know whether people like it or not that's that's up to them but being heard definitely helps your 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 cause and i would say in the history of major label debuts like that's the most non single ever you know what I mean? It, it, it is Thursday. There's no, yeah. like we say that, you know, it's catchy and it, it's got a hook, whatever, but it doesn't bend or sacrifice at all. The album does not at all. You know, yeah. you could have, you could have put this on any, you know, not to harp on the label, but you, you defied conventional wisdom and like <laughs> you defied physics with this album. Totally. I mean, I appreciate you saying that because again, yeah, we, we were a hardcore band. You know what I mean? We were a band that, that liked doing things our way. We definitely had to thumb wrestle a lot of a lot of people about a lot of things, you know, but we, you know, one of the things we are proud of till this day is our integrity, you know, and, and, and staying the band that we are, you know what I mean? Because essentially that's what people fell in love with Thursday to begin with was because of what the band had sounded like. So, well, it's great that you were able to keep, like we said at the beginning, that you were able to keep the Thursday kind of ethos and the sound without too much you know, change over when going to going to the major label, because that can certainly happen. We've we've seen it a million times with bands. They go from, you know, they're the it thing. They hit the the major label and then the sound is just not the same band. And you're like, Oof, what happened here? And, and maybe it's good, but and maybe it's a progression for them. But it doesn't always work where you guys had a progression with this record, but it also sounds like Thursday. And that's that's it's awesome that you're able to do that. And okay. it sounds like it wasn't much, much struggle to get there. It, it it wasn't, you know, it was, like I said, there was, there was a little bit of, you know, back and forth, but for the most part, the record was the record, 
You know what I mean? Like it was, and and we were really, really proud of it. We worked our asses off to make it. And it's funny because we we did we did those full collab shows and they were amazing. And playing songs that are twenty something years old was fun. And and we've done a couple of World of Time shows, and it's it's really fun to play those songs, and really fun to play them. You know, I I try to do them the same way that they were written. You know what I mean? I don't I don't try to add extra stuff because when I when I see a band play, especially songs that I know. I don't want the singer to change the cadence. I don't want the guitar player to do some crazy lead. I want to hear the fucking fills that are on the record. I want to air drum all that part. I want to air guitar and I want to sing along in time with the way it is on record, just because that's how, you know, that's the snapshot. So on round one with you, we talked, when we talked full collapse, we talked the signature Tucker double snare tap at the beginning of understanding. And you planted the seed in our heads that, like you've used that in other projects and other, so we. Tucker, listen... you, you, Tucker, you've been in my head for two years, man. <laughs> I've been thinking about this with all the, all the shit that I listened to. Love that. So I never thought of, like, like I said, never thought about it until then, like that maybe you planted those seeds in other songs and other projects. Well, Tony, you know, we have a, a chat going, you know, text chain. He's like, I think this, the Tucker taps are in the beginning of steps ascending, like before it kind of picks up. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's it. Like, I don't know if that was intentional or not, but it's in there. For me, it is intentional. Ooh, nice. Good call, Let's Tony. go. <laughs> I mean, I've used it. I used it on on the LSD's record too. Is it on past lives? You know, it's it's a thing that I I just I think it's fun and funny to do. Like, it's it's if I could fit it in, it's it's I'm gonna do it. You know what I mean? It because because I'm I'm no better than I used to be. You know what I mean? As far as that, like, I, I like where I came from and I like the drums that I did before and I, I, I want to rip myself off. Hell yeah. That's I great. love that. That's, it. That's great. Are you surprised we sniffed that out? or yeah. No, I, I yes. I, actually, I surprised, no, because I feel like that was, we really touched on that on the last, on episode 92. Go back and listen to it. And uh, so I'm, I'm not surprised, but I, I appreciate it. Well, and the other thing you you said to to us that night was that you kind of follow the guitar versus, you know, your standard kind of stay with the bass, live in that world. And I've listened to every time I put Thursday on since I've listened to you to hear you follow the guitar, and I'm always like, oh, there it is, yep, there it is, and it's it's just changed my listening experience. Which, thank you, it's been it's opened up new different you know thought processes and ways to kind of get through records and and be you know, think about it in a different way. Dude, I love that. That that makes me so happy. Yeah, we, we geek out about that stuff. Let's talk some songs. So Steps Ascending, get the signature double tap. We love us some Jonah. And I was yesterday years old when I realized Jonah does the giving up, you know, and, and yeah. I, I, I was, once I saw he was featured, I'm like, I wonder if I'll be able to pick it out. And I'm listening to the song, I'm like, I don't hear it, hear it. And there it is, like, the voice of an angel. Absolutely. How did, how did that come about? Because I know you guys knew him. I know you, there's the Hellfest DVD of doing the Mother Mary and all that, but. We are huge Far fans. There you you go. know, Water and Solutions is one of the best records of all time, you know, and it's, it's just, he's one of our musical heroes, you know what I mean? And, and we basically, like, made that part for him, you know what I mean? So I don't think he had a choice on whether to say <laughs> I love that. Uh, hey, Jonah, this this is you. Actually, you gotta. We need you. We need you for this. <laughs> Fan afar that it it just you know we had to we had to have it. 
and he's he's such a graceful human being and like 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 you said we did mother mary with him a bunch of times and you know that was so much fun and i don't know it's it's so rad when you can like ask your heroes to like help you out with something and they show up it's just it's the coolest thing can confirm he is one of the nicest guys ever we've had him on the podcast and then he played portland maine back in july of 2023 and we met him and talked to him for what almost a half an hour anthony like he he is such a nice guy and he's a fucking phenomenal performer that motherfucker will go up there and play a whole set and then go outside and play another set yep you know what i mean it's just he's he just he's like a like a little boy you know like he loves music and he loves performing it's great you know because you can see it next song not in sequence but uh for the workforce drowning so 17 year old me when i hear this i'm like yeah work sucks you know you know and i'm like I, 39 I can't year old me says that today so <laughs> i can't relate but i love the song and i understand where jeff's coming from and i get it and now 20 years removed you're pushing 40 i'm like he was spitting back then and i got it but i didn't really get it so obviously standout track that was the first song released was that intentional to kind of lead with maybe something a little heavier yes you know we wanted to, to lead with a little piss and vinegar you know what i mean like Thursday's a heavy band. We're going to do a major label record. You know, we got to come out swinging. You know what I mean? And, and, and we wanted to come out swinging. And, it, and it's funny because I played that song. I recorded that song without any context of what it was about. Wow. That's wild to me. Lyrics were, didn't know what the melodies were. You know what I mean? I just knew the parts. And, you know, so it's, it's, it's funny because it, it's, the, I didn't have the meaning of the song when I recorded it. So it's 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 kind of funny like to to think about it that way, you know what I mean? It, it, it's I don't know if I would have made me play it differently, probably probably not, but you know, it's it's just funny cuz it is kind of a little bit of an angry song, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it definitely the music sounds angry too and the drum sounds. So I think it all somehow, you know, we're our band we're connected like that, you know what I mean? We don't we don't really need to talk about it as much as we just need to do it. Has that happened a lot over the course of, you know, just the life of Thursday, where you maybe didn't know a ton going in? Yeah, a lot of the songs, we don't know what the melodies are, the vocals, or even the lyrics before, you know, they're set in stone. You know, before, I, you know, like, I'll finish my drum part, I'll finish the record, and then I will hear the record for the first time. You know what I mean? Like, I'll, I'll, I've heard the guitar parts, I've heard the bass, but I will hear the vocals and the melodies for the first time. Wow. So let's I'm, I'm try to dial it back. Was there a time in this like this whole session where you heard something for the first time and you were like, well, shit, we 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 did that. Like, how did we do that? Yeah, I mean, this has happened to me on, on every record I've done. But you, you always just it when you hear the finished product or the finished song, it's like it's it's very emotional. Like it could be the worst song in the world and it'll still blow my mind. You know what I mean? Because it's a fucking song, you know, and I, I, that record specifically wore all the time front to back. I remember just I could not believe what we accomplished and I still can't. You know what I mean? I still listen to that record and I'm still like, wow, that's I can't fucking believe we did that. Uh, that's that's so cool that to hear you say that. And it's not it doesn't feel like disingenuous like if you i'm looking at you you definitely feel like this is i'm really proud of this and you should be because it i mean we're still talking about it 20 years on so the fact that you are you're into it is it makes me feel better about it i'm not gonna lie to you like it's pretty cool stuff yeah 
like he's like the recording like this writing process was so dense you know what i mean like it was so fucking dense like we would show up every day and we we were like we forced ourselves to write and you know really try to trim the fat and 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 do the best we could and then the recording process for me was so like arduous you know what i mean it was fucking insane it was like a war no pun intended and so the record is just very dense you know and you can feel it it's it's like it's it's again it's there was so many things going on and so many things happening in the world too that were all fucked up so yeah i'm just i'm really proud of it I remember the day I bought it. I, I got it the day it came out. I, I had walked into our local record store, and I was there to pick up, I think, uh, Perfect Circle, 13th Step, and then came out on the same day. So I was going through it. I was like, oh, a new Thursday record too? Yes, I'm in. And I, you know, not as 18, 19-year-old me, not as in tune with uh, when stuff's coming out, not looking up release dates. The internet isn't nearly as you know good at that as it is today. But I was like, oh, man, I... <laughs> I'm I'm going through it today. I'm going to listen to these two records back to back and just, you know, leave me alone for the next couple hours. I actually, I pre-ordered it through, I think, Island, and they had a lithograph. You, you probably know what I'm talking about. A lithograph yep. that came with it. Uh, don't crucify me, but I, I've since sold it. It was a hot oh. ticket on eBay, uh, but it's gorgeous. Worry. It was the whole layout of the CD booklet, and it had like, almost like, a, you know, photo negatives and stuff. Like, it was really cool. I love work of that record, and I, I have a lithograph. You know, I'm I'm lucky enough that I got one. <laughs> but, yeah, I, lo- I love the art. You know, and that's the thing too. It's like the artwork's important too. You know what I mean? Like it was the whole thing really came together, and I yeah couldn't be more proud of it. So when I read the the chapter in Sellout, there was a it almost painted the picture like there were almost mixed opinions of the record from from the band, and it, it's probably on the heels of just it being so rigorous and so exhausting. Like, do you remember, were you guys just sick of it at that point? Or, and I'm not, I'm not saying that's, you know, your voice, but, you know, you just spoke and spoke very highly of it. But was that always the case where you were like, we love this record? Yeah, I think we never didn't love the record, but I definitely think it was a stressful time for all of us. You know, all the pressure of a major, all the pressure of like presenting a record in that light, you know, with that much pressure and and people banking on it and all this shit. I don't think we ever didn't like it, but I do know when things take a long time, like when you finish a song and then there's another six months before it's actually finished. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? It's a long time. Like even, even with, you know, not to bring up Ellis students again, but even with, with, with past lives, like I wasn't able to talk about it with you last time. You know, those songs to me were almost already old by the time we were having a conversation, not talking about it. You know what I mean? So it's, it's hard to like, you love the record so much, but then there's this whole other world that has to happen before anyone else hears it, you know? And by the time that people hear it, you're already like writing new music, you know what I mean? So it's, it's, yeah. And, and doing this now for almost four years and hearing that story from numerous musicians, musicians, I'm always like, how you guys are really good actors to be able to kind of hold it back and hold it back and hold it back. And then, okay, it's press time. I'm going to, we're going to go. Like you've got to be able to do all of those things and, and, uh, and, you know, be able to kind of keep things under wraps and you'll be good. Not liars per se. You're not a liar, but you know what I mean? Like it's, you just got to kind of keep things close to the, close to the vest. And, uh, once time it's time, but I'd be so like, look what I did. This is fucking amazing. <laughs> oh, but there's this other part of it that I, that I, it feels like you're in a little gang. You know what I mean? Like you got your own like little politics, yeah. you know what I mean? Your own little world that you're like, ah, yeah. Like we're scheming. That's awesome. Yeah. 
wait, wait till they see what we got. It's coming. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, Tucker, we were two of the 74,000, not 100,000 copies that sold the first week. I know we saw the, we read about the, the bet and everything. I can't even imagine being in a position where, like, you know, you're, you're, you're creeping up to 100,000 sales first week. Like, was it a pinch me moment where it was like, who are we fooling? Is it, was it like, we deserve every sale? Like, where was your head at? Man, I, I, in that moment, it's just pure shock. You know what I mean? Because you literally have no idea. You know, there's this whole hype beat behind you, you know, and you're just a kid playing drums or just a kid with a microphone or a kid with a guitar. You know what I mean? Like, it's, 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 it's so hard to, to, to make music, right? Because, like, you can literally, you're making this baby, right? And then some people literally tell you to your face that it's ugly. You know what I mean? Or they hate it. That's, these, these songs, they're kids to us. You know, these records are, like, family to us. And, and, and people are so, you know how you feel about it but it still hurts when people say what they think they need to say about it, you know? So I don't know how that answers the question because it doesn't really, but I, I remember not knowing what it was going to do because you have all these people telling you all these different things. Nirvana, you know, you're the next Guns N' Roses, you're whatever, this, that, you know? And, and you're, you're like, well, is it going to be a million records first week? You know what I mean? Like, right. am I rich? I don't know. <laughs> you know, 74,000 the first week? Hopefully it does seventy four thousand the second week. It never does seventy four thousand the second week. No, no, no. you're right. Yeah. So it's like okay, seventy four thousand. That's fucking food chain. And then it's like woo. Well, now it doesn't do seventy four thousand any week unless you're Taylor Swift. So yeah, <laughs> it's a completely different world. Obviously, twenty years out to to have that stuff. Those numbers are wild, and that time frame was wild because that I mean that was the way you did it, right? You went to the, the record store, or you pre ordered it from somebody and even i mean anthony you told me that you pre-ordered it and i was like how like i don't even know how i would have done that in 2000 you know 2003 2004 that's that's wild the interwebs because some record stores you know you bought one record it counted as seven you know what i mean some record stores you buy it and it counted just as one record you know what i mean it's like all these there were all these different ways to, to make up the amount of records you were buying not not make up like fibbing about it but like you know like I don't even know how, how it worked. I don't even know what, what the fuck I'm talking about. But it, 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 yeah, it was, it was crazy. Like, you, like, sound scan was, like, a huge thing back then. Like, you were, little, like, really tracking the numbers. Now we just don't even look at it. Yeah, now it's all about the streams and, yeah. you know, the, yeah. and the percentage. But, and... But at least listening to 30 seconds so that it counts as a stream. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dude, it's crazy. So, Tucker, we're big fans of Jeff, obviously. And, like... We're huge th Thursday fans, and you hear at this velocity lyric in Tomorrow I'll Be You, and then the next album, you know, there's a song called At This Velocity a on A City by Light Divided. Like, does that stuff, do you geek out about that stuff? Or, like, where, where are you at with, like, those Easter eggs and things like that? I love that shit, man, and I think that's part of his brilliance. It's like you never know what's going to come out of his mouth, you know what I mean? Like, he's, he's like, I don't know. The kid's got a gift. You know, he's just got a gift and I'd follow the end of the earth for real. Like I trust everything that he says, you know, creatively, you know, it's, it's, it's always been about that. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's a fucking star. And he shows up on this album. Like there's even from, you know, for the workforce, you know, please someone teach me how to swim. When I first heard that chills, when I listened to it tonight, chills, like it just, the guy, the guy's 
he was put on earth to do this probably among you know among a million other things but like he this could be his best showing dude i i get chills playing that song staring at his butt crack <laughs> <laughs> yeah like it makes you play harder and hit harder because that that's the moment in that song like that lyric that's the moment that's when the whole shit hits the fan you know so it's crazy it's, uh, we could, you know, I, I guess I'm just saying that, like, we in the band connect with that as well, just like you do. That's cool. That's so rad. Yeah. yeah. Like, 17 year old me is geeked. 40 year old me is even more geeked. Like, you'd think I would have outgrown this shit, but no. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Same. But I mean, at the same time, like, just to see you guys, we saw it in person to, almost two years ago in Portland when you, when you came through. And, and I think that, that night, the, sound or something went down right and jeff just kind of took over yeah. remember that yeah oh and we were all like what's gonna happen and then he, he was like nah, I, got, I got this guys we're good and the whole place was just like holy shit <laughs> like what what is happening right now so it's cool that you're as geeked on that stuff as we are because we love that shit dude it, it yeah i mean it's it's like i don't know you got to get moved by your own art and if you if you're not you're a fucking tourist albums out hype cycles real you're promoting it. Late show, late, late show. Did you guys see any of that coming? No. Like, <laughs> especially the Conan one. You know, the Conan one was, was I remember Max came to a show at uh, what was then Roseland Theater in New York City. And I lost my fucking mind because he was there. And, and, and you know, because his son Jay was a fan. We were talking after the show and I was like, oh, man, we'd love to play Conan. And like literally, like a week later, we were playing Conan. That's so cool. You know, and uh, all those late night shows. You know, and I did a bunch of Thursday, and then I did a lot. You know, throughout my career with other bands, and there, it's it's a, it's your hands are like it's like somebody poured like uh, lube on your hands while trying to hold drumsticks. It's <laughs> it's it's so nerve wracking. You know what I mean? It's because there's eyeballs on you, and it's it, those they're tough. Yeah. They're fun, but they're tough. The, the Conan one is, is always killer to me, especially looking back on it now, because everything's been clipped and put on YouTube or put on Twitter or wherever, right? And you see just these performances, and you're like, all these bands came through Conan, and you guys being one of them. And I, it had to be Max, right? I mean, that makes complete sense. Max being the, in the industry, knowing a bunch of people, you know, that, that makes sense to me. The, the light bulb just went off. I was always wondering, how did all these bands find their way out of Conan and that makes sense to me. And, and, and it's gotta be wild just to like, you, you've got what four minutes, go play your song. You better crush it. That's it. It's over. There's no second take peace out. Yeah. Cause you're part of the show. You know what I mean? Like they don't, they don't care if you don't feel good. They don't care if you're don't feel like doing it or whatever. You're nervous. It's like you're part of the show. You have four minutes. That's the block of their show. You know what I mean? Like on live television, you have to, you have to do the thing. They expect you to do the thing. It's so crazy. And you were on the Late Late Show with Craig Kilborn, and he, he compared you to Metallica and you too. You probably remember that. And uh, he goes like, and, and the first time I heard that, I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? That's not about? fair. That's not fair. <laughs> but now that I think about it, if you did like an AI engine and threw in the Metallica catalog and you too, like the middle would, wouldn't be too far off from Thursday. Think about it. Craig was on to something. It, you know what? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes. In a very weird world. Yeah. <laughs> you too, maybe. You too. Because I know, like, 
Jeff, especially a huge YouTube fan. I actually, dude, I was, it's funny. I, I just played Vegas with Dunes on a Pierce the Veil tour. And I went to the Sphere. One of the Dunes fans was nice enough to get us all into the Sphere. And I'm sitting there and I posted an Instagram story about it. All of a sudden I get a text message from Jeff. He's like, yo, are you at the Sphere? I'm like, yeah, why? He's like, I'm at the Sphere. Oh, wow. Yeah, he had flown out for for his his partner's his girlfriend's birthday. Um, they they his parents flew him out the night before to go see you two at the Sphere, and he said it was fucking amazing. But the next night, um, when he when we were there together, um, we were seeing the movie, which was like uh, something about Earth. I forget what the movie was even called. I'm blanking right now. But like, I literally was like, "You're here," and like, I called him. I'm like, "Yo, I'm in section 207." He's like, "I'm in 307," which was like a tier below uh, above us. And I just. He comes down and I'm just waving to him on the phone. It was fucking crazy. He's like, yo, this is the strangest, like, coincidence. But, yeah, you too. He's a huge YouTuber. Was it? How was it? It's, the place is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like sensory overload, but, like, I need it. I can't imagine seeing you two in there. It's got to be fucking ridiculous. He said it was, like, amazing. The, the, the girl that got us in said it was, like, life-changing seeing you two. So I was, I was bummed that I couldn't see you two, but I'm glad I got to experience at least the movie it was like a darren aronofsky 50 minute film it was fucking crazy so tucker we're we're 20 years out from the album if if you let us we'd talk about this album for the next two or three hours but we're not going to do that as you look back is there anything that you would have changed about the album or the whole process or anything like that i mean no because i love the way it is I really do, and I think that it 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 did something that it needed to do, and it was a, a, definitely a, a, a screenshot of the of the time, you know, and and but I mean, you know, thinking about it, if I really thought about changing something, I think we would have taken a little more time to write, you know, maybe kind of taken a, a step back, taking a breath from it, you know, and maybe used, you know, you figure we two months of writing and six months of recording, you know, that's eight months. I would have used the six months of writing and two months recording, you know, maybe that would have been the only thing I would have changed. Cause it's so hard to, to not want to change things when you have all the time in the world to change them. You know what I mean? And sometimes you go with your gut and leave it the way that it was intended. Or sometimes you fucking go down the rabbit hole of being like, Oh my God. And then you fucking undid this whole thing. And then you can't get back to that same feeling, you know, which I don't think happened, but you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure it happened. It was, it was close to happening at some, at some points. So you're going out on tour the end of January with yeah. uh, Rival Schools and Many Eyes, and it's a callback to our first episode. I know Anthony's got a show regret not getting to see you guys with Rival Schools and There Were Wires 20-some-odd years ago. So now there's a chance, Anthony. I think we might need to head down to Boston, man. <laughs> so, Tucker, did, did we influence that tour? The answer is yes, we did. The we answer? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, it's stacked, man. That, that tour... It's called tour all the time, right? <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I mean, honestly, the fact that you guys, rival schools, and obviously Many Eyes wasn't around back then, but the fact that you two are still around, it's like a lot had to go right in the last 20 years for that to happen, and it did, and you guys, it's crazy. Dude, we, we were at Furnace Fest, and, like, you know, Walter was there with Youth of Today, and... and and uh gorilla biscuits you know it's like i've seen like walter and sammy in in so many forms of their bands but not rival schools lately you know what i mean like 
So it's like, oh, I can't wait to do that rival schools, rival schools tour with you. You know what I mean? It's like they're there with you to today or fucking grilled biscuits. You know, it's just crazy how it's like finally get to do this tour again. And and obviously with many eyes with, with Keith's new band, you know what I mean? It was like we we, you know, we loved every time I die. We love Keith. We love the rest of the band. You know what I mean? So it's we're we're, we're psyched. Well, I'm gonna call back again. Right before War All the Time came out, the summer, July 03, you guys came through Portland and Every Time I Die played. It was the Every Time I Die, Stretch Armstrong, Norma Jean, This Day Forward, that extravaganza. So you guys go way back yeah. with Keith. Yeah. 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 It's, it's funny because, you know, all these, all these bands, you know, and I said this back in the day with, when world of time was coming out you know it's we came up with all these people you know like we knew everybody who was on tv and getting signed to majors and all this stuff we knew the the chris carabas we knew the saves the day you know we knew all these bands that were like in the hot seat and i'm not saying that to gloat i'm just saying we all came from fucking basements dude we all came from cbgb's you know and shit like that you know it we we lived the life you know we we slept on floors we did the whole thing you know, to get the buses, all these bands, even, even now when we like we play when we were young, you know, it's like seeing people I haven't seen in 20 years, but we're all doing the same thing still. It's rad. It's awesome. And we're, I mean, we love it because we get to talk to people like you and uh, get to promote stuff like that. The, the, the tours with, uh, you know, rival schools and many eyes or the tour, the, the, when we were youngs and uh, it's, it's been really fun to, to be able to connect with you again on, on this phenomenal record and uh, excited for all of its, Coming for you, you know, with Thursday and with Ella students. And yeah, man, 2024 is going to be going to be big. Thanks, man. I really appreciate you guys asking me to do this again. You know, I, I, I had a lot of fun the first time. and It's been even better this time. So I, I appreciate it. And thanks for giving a shit. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, we're, we're the geeks that held on to these posters 20 years <laughs> later. We'll see you on the 20 the, the year tours. Like, like we said, the album still hit us. I, we've been listening to War All the Time for the last 20 years and a lot of the last, you know, a couple of weeks since, you know, you can, we confirm you're going to have on, we're going to have you on. And not only does it hold up, I'm like, hot damn. Like if this came out now, it'd be the biggest fucking record on the planet. You know what I mean? It's just, it's crazy. And you guys defied, like I said, defied physics. That's obviously the wrong word, but you defied everything. Like this album how you guys got Island to sign off on this is crazy because you did not sacrifice an ounce. And that's my, uh, that's my opinion. I, th I think a lot of people would, would, would back that. I appreciate it. Cause we, we definitely didn't. And we did the same thing with the city by the light divided. You know what I mean? Like that was, we tried to s remain the same band and, and take it in a different direction. That might've been even further from what people wanted people in the industry. That is, you know, man. Awesome. Thank I really appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me. Oh man, we we really appreciate talking with you again, and uh, and we'd love to do it again down the line. I'm here. Awesome. City City by Light divided. When that come out? Oh, was five, oh six. Shit, now I don't even know. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, in, it's we'll in, see it's in, in two long. years. We'll see. <laughs> or when the next Dunes records comes out, we could do that too. I could do that too. After After World of Time came out, like to me, World of Time and Full Collapse are weird. You know what I mean? Like they're the the two that that are so substantial in my mind that I don't even remember the other ones. I love the other ones just as much, but those two are such like the, there's such fond memories of all that shit that those are the two that I, that those are the years that I remember. <laughs> Hell yeah. 
Thank you for listening to Patio Slave. We are at Patio Slave on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all of the places that you can find us on social media. Facebook, Patio Slave Podcast. YouTube, Patio Slave Podcast there. Email us at patioslavepodcast at gmail.com. And hey, if you want to become a supporter, click on the link at the bottom of the episode and give us a dollar, give us five bucks. It keeps the lights on, keeps us going. We really appreciate that stuff. Thank you.